fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. What's up? Happy Monday to you. Great to have you along for the ride today, doing the thing like we do each and every day, trying to kick you back into gear. Now, most people, the gear is done for the day, but by golly, we're still going to keep some momentum going and some energy, trying to get you excited about a brand new week. Welcome into the program, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. So I tried to sign up today officially because it's new and it came out, I think, today or it's been slowly rolling out and it's kind of crashed the system. But I tried to sign up for the new Truth Social, the Donald Trump social media site, Truth Social. and So I got my account created, but you can't follow me yet because I am apparently number 204,249 in line waiting for them to activate my account because so many people tried to sign up that it crashed the system and now they're trying to go through and activate so now you have like a ticket number waiting at the dmv for you to activate your social media account i guess that's a good thing kind of were they prepared to handle such large numbers did they anticipate such large numbers of people signing up for the truth social i don't know but it's up I guess, kind of, it's active, and you can sit there and wait for them to activate your account. So when it's up and rolling, then I'll let you know, so that way you can follow me on there. And uh, Truth Social, up and rolling, uh, uh, I guess, kind of, sort of, halfway, and some people getting on there and watching it. Hey, welcome into the program. Bottom of the hour, Jared Knott. We've had him on the program before. He is author of the book, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters, 39 Tiny Mistakes That Changed the World Forever. We've talked about, historically, little tiny things that changed the outcome of major events. Or tiny little things that created major events in the world and in humanity. Uh, let's try to relate that to what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine. We'll talk about the potentials. And Joe Biden, has he created blunders? And uh, Ukraine and Russia, are they creating theirs as well that are creating major disasters? So we'll have some fun commenting on that here in just a little bit. But we have a lot to get to today. As usual, for our one-hour program, we're going to try and cram as much as we possibly can into this conversation. Uh, there is a, uh, by the way, CPAC, before I, before I say anything else, CPAC is coming up at the end of this week. Show of hands, how many people know about CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference? How many people have been there? How many people watch it? I highly encourage you to do so. I am really excited. I got to go two years while I was in university, and it was probably one of the best times of my life. Absolutely loved it. It is one of those where if you are involved or interested in politics in any way, shape, or form, I highly encourage it because it really does refuel the energy tanks, the political tanks for you to want to fight, to try and be active, to try and be engaged, and for you to be like, wow, there are commonsensical people out in the world. So if you don't watch it, then we'll be playing some of the clips here on the show. We'll probably, uh, depending on who's speaking at that time, that time, may pop up some of the live feeds from CPAC during the program and play some of it here because I love it. And I think it's a great hoorah for us to feel good and get ready for a midterm election going on this year. So we'll touch on that. And there's some interesting speakers this year. I don't want to give it away, but there are some that kind of shocked me, but yet at the same time, I'm kind of sort of happy about. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on the program as well, because right now it is so easy for us to just feel down in the dumps. 
for us to feel discouraged, for us to feel angry, for us to feel feel fired up about what's going on in the world. There's a headline from Yahoo News where there are strategists. Now, when they say strategists, that means whatever they say is probably going to happen because uh, does anybody try to manifest things? Anybody like, oh, if I say it enough times or if I think it enough times, I put it out in the universe, it's going to come back to me that way. Uh, it's a good way, to, whether it's prayer, whether it's just thought, whether it's just meditation, whatever you do, not your flavor. I don't really care. Not here to talk about that. But when you put it out there, then you kind of create that. They say that, you know, if you uh, the people that hold on to something really bad, like a spouse or a significant other, if they're going through a hard time, if you cling on and try to hold on too tight that's when they tend to pull away because you're fearful that they're going to go away and you kind of create the scenario for that to happen. According to Yahoo News, the strategists say that you should anticipate potential $7 a gallon gas prices in the nation. Now, when a strategist or economist says that you need to potentially prepare for what could be $7 gas prices, then you could expect $7 gas prices to be happening relatively soon. And I think we're getting darn close on some of the coastal areas of the country with the shortage that we have on supply chain issues and us not being allowed to drill for oil and everything else that's going on in the nation. Get prepared for $7 gas relatively soon because now we have the perfect storm that potentially could create it and strategists that are like, oh, yeah, get ready for it. It could come here soon. So get ready for it because it could potentially happen. With this increase in inflation, 7%, 7.5% inflation, probably going to go up over the next few months as well. By the end of this year, we could be seeing like 10% inflation like Jimmy Carter era. That's how scary it is. That's how insane it is. Just paying an additional 10% tax on everything that you purchase from gas to a house to a car to food to whatever. Because, Well, even yes, even food. Even states that don't tax their food. And I say that in air quotes for my radio listeners. They don't tax their food, and a lot of states do. I live in a state that taxes at 6.5% already right now, which is stupid. But we do it. Even if you don't tax it, the price is still going to go up because of the production of it, because of the transportation of it, because of the distribution of it, because of the stocking of it. All the prices are going up on everything. Mrs. Voice of Reason called me up before I got on the air today, and she goes, hey, I just went to the grocery store, and they had a sale on strawberries at the local grocery store, and I bought some, and the sale was like $3.50, for, $3.80 for a little carton of strawberries. But before I rang up the coupon to get the $3.50, it came up as $7, over $7, for a little bitty carton of strawberries. I know, that's insanity. But because of the supply chain issues, because of the inflation, welcome to the Biden America of 2022. While they try to pawn it off, and say, well, it's the stock market from Russia, or it's COVID-related, or it's it's the Canadian truckers that are, uh, by by the way, they're done and over now as well. We'll get to that in a second, too. That, you know what, it's, they can't come to the realization and the acceptance. Remember, the first sign of changing is accepting that there's a problem, accept, accepting that you have a problem, and then being able to work through that one. That, that's What's the second step? There's a higher power and admitting there's a higher power, but you have to admit there's a problem first. That's step number one. That's what all the uh, all the uh, twelve step programs tell you. You got to admit that there's a problem, Joe Biden. You have a serious problem. Six and a half, seven and a half percent inflation. That's just making everything absurdly ridiculous. So what's the response to it? How do we fix it? Right now, at the federal level, they're not talking about spending or cutting spending. They're not talking about capping the amount of money they're printing. They're not talking about actually doing the commonsensical, rational things because they're too smart for that. And by too smart, I mean they have the college degree to where they're so smart they're actually stupid, but they treat us like we're stupid because they're so smart. 
And they talk about quantitative easing. The Federal Reserve's talking about raising the interest rates because somehow, I'm not quite sure how this one works, somehow raising interest rates will lower inflation or at least balance out the inflation. So you're not only paying the 7%, 7.5% inflation on the goods, you're also going to be spending high, more money on an interest rate when you purchase anything on a credit card and the interest rate on your credit card goes up or your mortgage or your car payment or everything else. When interest rates go up, unless it's a fixed rate, then those rates will go up as well. So you get to pay 7.5% inflation and a higher interest rate. Don't you feel special? And that's somehow going to balance everything out. Don't quite know how or why, but that's their genius response because they're so smart going to the education colleges and getting that higher education that they know better than you do because you're just a lowly life, blue collar worker that don't understand the workings of the federal government. And you probably have an accent like this. So therefore, you ain't as smart as some of the other individuals in the world. That's what we're up against here. There is a response that some are having, and it's a good response to a degree, but it's not the fixing of the issue. According to the Hastings Tribune out of Hastings, Nebraska, that many states are working on cutting taxes at the statewide level for some tax relief. According to the article, Maine, Kentucky, Illinois, California, California is kind of the surprising one on this one. Massachusetts, Florida, Alabama, Washington, and Missouri are all states across the nation that are considering offering a quick but temporary relief to taxpayers crushed by the relentless surge in inflation in recent months. The Consumer Price Index, according to the story, which measures the Americans' pay for goods and services, reached another 40-year high last month, soaring 7.5% due to strong consumer demand and pandemic-related supply chain issues. None of that is true because the strong consumer demand is only trying to get back to normal spending and the pandemic-related supply chain disruptions are not pandemic-related because we went through a year and a half to two years of a pandemic before the supply chain issues actually happened. It's a policy issue from the current Biden administration, not the COVID-19 pandemic. Get your phraseology correct here as I create words on the fly because that's just uh, factually inaccurate. But here's what they go on to say. The swift bipartisan action by state leaders over the past few weeks comes as congressional Democrats in Washington are rushing to line up legislation that addresses rising gas, medical and food costs ahead of the midterm elections. Democrat and Republican states flush with cash due to higher than expected tax revenue, a soaring stock market and millions in unspent federal pandemic aid have been eager to move quickly to return surpluses back to taxpayers by doing a temporary uh, temporary tax cut. Now, let's digest all of that here, shall we? While that seems like a relatively good idea on the temporary basis, it is probably the worst thing that we could possibly do by lowering taxes at the statewide level. Andy, you're a conservative. What are you talking about? You like taxes going down. And yes, I do. However, if we're going to lower taxes, they need to be done at the federal level. Because while we are conservatives and we like limited government, we also like federalism, which for those that don't know, federalism between the rights of states to do things and the rights of the federal government to do things. Lowering statewide taxes, what does that mean in the long haul? Now, I get we're talking about a temporary situation here, but let's hypothetically talk about a long-term situation here. If you're lowering state taxes, that means less but people are paying less into the state government, which means the state government has less money coming in, which means as we continue to try to expand, the state governments have less ability to take action into their own hands and be financially independent away from federal government programs. Meaning we have to become more dependent on the federal government, which is the whole thing that we're trying to avoid 
when it comes to federalism and conservative values. The states are sovereign, which we have to remember as well. We are a United States because we have individual states that choose to allow the federal government to do particular duties according to our constitutional balance of powers and separation of powers between the federal and the state government. If we lower the tax revenue coming into the states with an opportunity right now where we have more revenue coming into them because of the federal aid and because of consumer demand and more money coming in with sales tax and everything of the sort, states are relatively doing relatively well right now. But in response to that, we want to lower the tax rate at the state level so down the road we have less revenue coming in so that way we have to become more dependent on the federal government. We're entirely missing the point here. This is like a college kid trying to go to college and saying they want to be independent and they want to be on their own and make their own decisions. And mom and dad, you can't tell me not to get that tattoo. You can't tell me not to date that person. While I'm in college, I'm out of your house. I can do anything I want to. But by the way, I'm still in your health insurance, and oh, by the way, you co-signed on my student loan and my credit card, and oh, by the way, you're giving me cash to be able to buy food each and every week, so I become more dependent on you than what I was before, but I'm trying to be independent. Does that make sense to anybody? No, it doesn't. What I would rather happen is address the real issue, which is something that is, I know, far-reaching and kind of a pipe dream right now, which is cutting federal government spending, capping what they're allowed to spend, not printing any more damn money without any type of backing behind it, not using quantitative easing as a way to say we can live happily under a whole bunch of debt, getting our federal government's budget back on track, and getting rid of the inflation. Then guess what? Voila, problem solved. But Again, that's a pipe dream we have to just understand. It's not going to happen anytime soon. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Now, I realize, again, I know that I was talking in a fantasy land. I know I was talking about a reality that doesn't exist here in this reality right now when trying to say the government needs to, like, not create alternative options of, like, hey, let's cut. I mean, this is the nice response the federal government's probably pushing. They love that idea. Hey, we just gave you a whole bunch of money. Go ahead and cut your taxes a little bit. Shorten the amount of revenue you have coming in. Then when it gets a little tight again, then don't worry. We got you covered. We'll expand some more social programs to help you expand. They love that idea from the federal government because in the long term, which remember, we're playing a game of 3D chess right now with people that are experts at playing 3D chess. They created the game themselves. And we have to realize, oh, wait a second. If we lower statewide taxes, then uh, we would be more dependent on federal government programs, which is not what we want. That's not what we're trying to do. And we have to come to that realization. Honestly, and I've told you this many times before, I would be okay paying more statewide taxes to cover things and have the state be a little more independent on its own. If you want, you know, Social Security or Medicare, Medicaid or, you know, these other programs that the federal government kind of funds. WIC or food stamps or whatever, have them funded at the statewide level. They can create the program however they want to at the statewide level. They can create it and tailor it to the needs of their population size and rural versus, you know, larger communities or whatever. You can tailor your programs to your specific needs. The blanket discussion, the overall blanket control from the federal government works very, very, very few times. But they realize that, or maybe they don't realize that because they always push for it. It's either a power grab or ignorance. I'm not quite sure which one, and I think it's different based on individual politician that tries to promote that sort of value. But nonetheless, I would be open to paying more state taxes if we would get rid of federal government programs and would pay less federal taxes. You know that they make a bunch of money on other ways as well, right, with trade and with tariffs and with everything else, and then, of course, you know, fees and fines and everything else we do, they get a lot of money. They don't have to just rely on your income tax or sales tax. If we would get rid of some of that and put it down back at the statewide levels to where they can fund their own programs, you would have a lot more control over those systems. Hey, state legislator, you're my neighbor. I know what you support here. I'm going to show up to your forums. It's way easier to talk to you and actually have you influence my policy as opposed to trying to meet with my congressman or my senator or the head of the Environmental Protection Agency or the head of the fill-in-the-blank administrative bureaucratic agency that tries to control the nation now because they're finding easier and easier ways to streamline it and have you be comfortable with it and have you not recognize or realize what the heck's going on. It's a very malicious system, and it's very frustrating. So would you be open to seeing higher statewide taxes if you lower the federal government. And again, it's a pipe dream. I don't want to see state taxes go up right now until we see the federal ones go down, but it's a battle that we can fight, and you can talk to your legislators about it. And while we try and fight for this more so state independence and control over what's going on, if you want environmental policy, then do environmental policy at the statewide level. California, as much as I don't like some of their environmental policy, because I'm sorry, I don't want to get cited in San Francisco, wherever the hell it is, L.A. or San Diego, or I don't remember what city it is, where I don't want to get cited for having a barbecue in my backyard and being cited for uh, odors in the air because my neighbor doesn't like me barbecuing up meat. And yes, that is a real thing, and you can find it. Uh, I don't want those citations, but if you like to live in a city that does that and they promote that, then you can either fight to change it or you can just live with it because the city did that. It's not blanket for the entire nation because that would make no sense in any way, shape, or form. I still think it doesn't make any sense even there, but, you know, to each their own. And if they want to live that way, then all the power to you. One thing you'll recognize about this show is that as conservative as we are, we have a lot of libertarian flavors to us where I just don't care what you do. 
I really, as long as you're not invading on the three pillars of conservatism, which is the right to life, the right to liberty, and the right to private property, I really don't care what you do. I don't care what you believe in. I don't care what you look like. I just don't care. Don't invade on my right to life, like trying to kill me or something. Don't invade on my right to liberty, which is my right to freely express or carry a firearm or do what I need to. And don't invade on my right to private property by stealing something or vandalizing something or taking what is mine without proper compensation. Outside of that, do your thing, man. That's what it's all about. When we come back, we'll talk with Jared Knott. We'll talk about Ukraine and Russia. We'll talk about what the situation is there and what kind of tiny blunders could happen to cause a really big disaster over there with the ongoing tension. That and more here on a Monday for The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show already. It goes by way too fast each and every day, but we appreciate you hanging out, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting all over the place. So... Are you okay with trying to simplify the federal government for an increased state government? That's another conversation that we can continue to have. Let's shift gears a little bit, though, and let's take it outside of the U.S. Obviously, we have a lot of domestic issues that we probably should be focused on, but there's unfortunately some weird things going on overseas that just continue to get worse as we talk about the latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today. And I am super happy to have this guy back on the program. Been way too long since we've had him on. I love his book, and I love talking about this in a philosophical sense or a what-if sense. He is author of the book Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters, 39 Tiny Mistakes That Changed the World Forever. Jared Knott is back with us here. Jared, how are you, my friend? Just fine, just fine. Thank you very much for inviting me back. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, it's always good to talk to you. This is I, I always love this conversation because last time you came on, we talked about some of the historical events that led to you know, world wars that led to major catastrophes that led to the victories of military uh, uh, military operations or the defense of certain cities or whatever it may be based on tiny little things, whether it was just coincidence, whether it was uh, divine intervention, no matter how people like to look at those certain things. It's kind of a 2020 hindsight there, but let's look at speculation of things going on 
right here and right now, we have the Biden administration wanting to be involved in this whole Russia-Ukraine thing. Some people say that the Biden administration probably egged it on a little bit. We have right now more military building up at the Ukrainian border. We have Russia that's come out now and said that they do recognize these places that are trying to be independent areas and break away from Ukraine. Um, Have there been, from your perspective right now, have there been tiny blunders or do you think that there potentially could be that could lead to a major disaster? Yes, well, based on the information that uh, we're getting, and of course you have to qualify it because uh, there's always a, a political mess involved there, uh, but according to Ted Cruz, uh, he said that he passed a law back during the Trump administration uh, that was going to effectively block the uh, creation of the new pipeline uh, from Russia over to Germany. Uh, and that with that, with that was signed into law by President Trump, work on that new pipeline came to a halt. Well, the reason that he was saying was important was that the existing pipeline goes through the Ukraine. So if you attack the Ukraine, the Ukrainians could then cut off the pipeline, which would have been very awkward for him. So having a pipeline outside the Ukraine going to Germany was very important. And that's why the uh, Trump administration blocked it. And then he said that I said, a day or two uh, into office, maybe it's the first day, uh, President Biden uh, reversed that and gave approval for that uh, pipeline to be constructed. And I, I'm, at, uh, I'm just passing on what I heard in the newspapers, uh, what I heard on television. So they're saying that was a mistake. Now, it was uh, maybe a big mistake, maybe a small mistake, but it's possible that the invasion would not have taken place if they had uh, continued the blockage of that pipeline and not allowed it to go through. And then, of course, the questions come up, and I do not have the answer. You don't have the answer. Uh, but, of course, a lot of money has gone from uh, certain Russian oligarchs into the Biden family. The Hunter Biden supposedly received $3.5 million from the a widow of the mayor of Moscow. And so you just have to wonder what kind of friendly relationship is going on. I don't have the answer to those questions, but it sure is a big kettle of fish. Well, definitely, you're right. It brings up a lot of questions on that front. At the same time, we can go further back as well under the Obama administration and others when the Bidens were working very closely. And as you mentioned with like Hunter Biden, where, you know, we had him working with Ukraine and with the Ukrainian energy company. And we had uh, Ukraine uh, being bullied based on investigations and the guy being fired and Joe Biden bragging about it like, oh, either get rid of the guy or you're not getting the U.S. money. There's a lot of personal connection with the Bidens right now. So it's interesting that this scenario did didn't come up until the Bidens are in office, which leads to believe that, you know, this is orchestrated for somebody's benefit. I don't know who, but somebody's benefit right now with the Bidens and either with Ukraine or with Russia. Now, I do know as well that Ukraine has been trying to walk the line for years, including that whole working with the Bidens, hoping to get into NATO, which is a lot of this discussion as well, which is why they did what they did with the Bidens, because there was hope that, well, you know what, we'd allow you into NATO if you just work along with Obama and with Biden, with everybody else. So uh, there's a lot of interesting little uh, breadcrumbs here that are leading to, I think, really one individual. Well, uh, then also, of course, Ukraine has a reputation for being a very corrupt government. Uh, uh, Hunter Biden was supposedly involved in that. So it's a, it's a big, messy situation. But it could be that uh, Putin has been playing a, a kind of a sophisticated chess game with us all along. And he's been uh, uh, outclassing our president, our current occupant of the White House. And I, I try in my book, uh, not to get too political, I try to avoid politics, but of sure. course, 
the situation right now in the world is, I mean, if you answer a question regarding it, you just wade right into the politics. <laughs> and I guess uh, a lot of people don't think our uh, our current president is uh, our, our sharpest, most shrewd occupant of the office. Uh, he uh, seems to have bumbled quite a few things, which that's a very political statement, but uh, there you have it. <laughs> no, that's very true. Well, unfortunately, in today's times, uh, and maybe you can talk a little bit about this too, compared to events that had happened in the past, to things that are now... I think things are way more political. Every single decision now is a political decision. And when we see, say, a vote in Washington, D.C., it's not while the media is saying, oh, we're going to wait to see what the final vote is to actually make a decision on this. They already know they don't put things on the floor until they know it's secure enough to actually vote. So they're going through the ceremonial process, but it's already a done deal in their mind and they're already five steps ahead. It frustrates me with politics because while we still hang on the decision of them, they already know the decision before they even start talking about it because they have a political agenda. Was it always this way? Or when you did your research based on these big disasters that happened in the past, uh, were a lot of those politically angled and created before they actually happened as well? Or unfortunately, were they just shock and off factor like, oh, wow, we totally didn't see that coming? I think in the past, uh, going back to Ronald Reagan and uh, Tip O'Neill and so on and so forth, there was a lot more bipartisanship uh, back then. By the way, those two were uh, disagreed politically, but they were very close personally. They go over there after work and have a uh, just have a ball uh, talking and, uh, and joking and so on and so forth like that. That kind of bipartisanship, that collegiality, seems to be missing. It seems to be very bitter and very negative and extremely divisive down party lines. When they pass a bill through Congress, it yeah. seems put exactly down party lines so often. Once in a while, there is some bipartisan uh, work uh, on infrastructure or something like that, but it is bitter and angry and divisive and uh, personal and bipartisan. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, unfortunate for sure. We're talking with Jared Not, author of the book Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters. You can find him online at that title, tinyblundersbigdisasters.com. Go check out the website and the book there as well. Moving forward, I know we haven't seen a quote-unquote invasion as of yet. What's really sad for me right now is that with how much I distrust our federal government and the lack of transparency that they have in COVID, I think has really been a big exposure to that, at least for me personally. I find it very frustrating on who to believe here because I don't know who to believe or who to follow when it comes to the actual situation in Russia and Ukraine. I don't like to trust our government right now because they've misled us for their own political agenda for so long. I seem to be listening to, you know, Russian propaganda, which you can't listen to Russian propaganda either. But no. I think for some people, it's almost like, oh, I think I almost believe the Russians with what they're saying more than our own government right now. And that's kind of a sad state that we're in. Well, uh, it, uh, either out of uh, mismanagement or out not dishonesty, there have been a lot of false statements that come out of the uh, White House. Uh, the one that's kind of about something even kind of ridiculous, it was George Stephanopoulos who was asking uh, President Biden, Will you advise the military advisors to keep uh, 2,500 troops in Afghanistan? Uh, he answers, well, no, not that I can recall. Well, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, we have General uh, Miley uh, and uh, other generals saying they absolutely positively advise the president to keep at least 2,500, maybe bounce it up to 3,500. Mm. He says he doesn't remember. <laughs> does that mean he has a bad memory, or does that mean they're lying, or he's accusing them of lying? It was just kind of a... And over and over again, and of course, talking about one mistake he made recently, but uh, if it was just a minor incursion into uh, the Ukraine, it might not be considered quite so serious. And of course, that was a big mistake the very next day that 
president of the Ukraine and other leaders across the world. We, we, it's okay if they take a third of the country or a fourth of the country. Back that, back that up. But it's uh, Jan Psaki has to go up there so often and clean up his messes from day to day. I realize I'm being very, very uh, political. And of course, I can't try to keep him away from answering questions from the press because he's bumbled uh, so many of them. Now, of course, I just waded right in neck deep into uh, political statements, but uh, I think Democrats are not very happy with his performance as well as the Republicans, and those those are just the plain facts. Yeah, no, that is very true. we got just about a minute or so left here before we have to let you go, but your prediction based on these breadcrumbs, based on what you've seen with consistency of big disasters that happened in the past that you write about in your book and, and those type of trends, how do you think this is going to play out with Russia and the Ukraine? Do you think there is going to be a military action? Is it going to disseminate and actually calm itself down? What do you think is going to happen over the next few weeks? Uh, in my humble opinion, and I do not have any special insight, I think that uh, Putin is very much going to invade the Ukraine and conquer the entire Ukraine from one uh, border to the next. And the people in Poland are very scared because now if he takes uh, the Ukraine, uh, you know who's going to be next? Well, they're uh, next in line. Does that mean he's going to be uh, trying to attack Poland? Uh, and they have their whole uh, part of the country over there, part of the world, is, is very worried about how when is the ambition to stop and when the West is finally going to uh, take a position. Uh, the uh, members of NATO, uh, the United States, I think, is just about the only member that's paying its full due, yeah. uh, the, the dues and maintaining the um, uh, military preparedness that they're supposed to. The others are kind of slacking and depending on the United States to uh, defend them in case a push comes to shove. So it's a, it could be an awkward situation. It can be one domino that hits another and hits another. It could be a very difficult situation the next two or three years. And it's all done by a bunch of breadcrumbs or quote-unquote tiny blunders that were either strategically or accidentally left there that's created this event, just like it's happened all throughout history because we seem to repeat it throughout history as well. Jared Knott, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters. TinyBlundersBigDisasters.com is the website. Jared, let's get you back on the show again real soon. I always appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. I enjoy it. Hey, you as well. We'll get you back on. Thank you so much, Andy. Absolutely. We'll get you on the show again real soon. Lots more coming up. Stay here. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here on the show. Thanks again to Jared Knott coming on the show. Tiny blunders, big disasters. It really does kind of fit, doesn't it? The breadcrumbs that lead to one guy. It's funny how this didn't happen before. It wasn't even a conversation during the Trump administration. Oh, that's right. Until we actually put in the pipeline and until Biden gets in after having gotten money from russia after having his son work with ukraine and now all of a sudden it's an issue between those countries it's amazing to me how we don't just put all these things together and again i find it more interesting and concerning again like i mentioned during the interview with him that right now i don't know who to believe i don't know who to trust i mean you hear the ukrainian president just a few like what a month ago a couple weeks ago was like hey Biden, please calm down the rhetoric. Like, you're making matters worse right now. Please don't do that. You're making things worse than what they need to be. Sure, there's a tension here, but we can converse about this. Stop talking about a crazy invasion. You're hyping it up. Your media's running with it, and you're making things worse than what they really were. Which, at that point, I'm like, all right, well, now we need to really reevaluate what we're hearing from the mainstream media, because even while we say how bad the mainstream media is, when something bad potentially happens, what do we do the first thing? Click on the TV. Hey, what's going on here? When the media is lying left and right. I don't trust our media. I don't trust our government officials. I don't trust a single word that they say, and that came very evident to me over the last two years with COVID-19. Everything that they said was inaccurate. Everything that they said was a complete lie or fabrication. Everything that they said was a complete manipulation for a political agenda. Everything on how to take care of yourself, on what to do during it, on what procedures to take, on what the what the numbers actually were. Everything was a total fabrication, lie, manipulation. I don't trust them. And it doesn't just stick with the whole health industry because that's the one you should be because they're not supposed to be political. But yet they are. So I don't trust any of them now, and unfortunately, now we have a serious international issue going on with Russia and the Ukraine, and I don't know who to trust. You almost want to say, wow, because the, the Russians for the whole time were like, oh, yeah, we're not doing anything. We're not doing any type of false flag to start in any incident. We're actually pulling troops back. You hear that, which obviously isn't true because they're building up troops. You hear from the Ukrainians like, please stop talking about this as badly as what you are because you're only making matters worse. I guess you could believe them. And then you got Biden that's just like, oh, yeah, there's going to be an intrusion and we're going to be the great saving riding on the white horse like Gandalf, you know, riding to the city and stopping the bad dragon things from flying overhead and swooping us up on horseback. Remember that scene? Yeah, that's what Biden's trying to be here because he's so interconnected between these two nations that he's trying to have a handle on it. The problem is he forgets his name half the time. So he's kind of lost his uh, way when trying to handle a major situation that he's created in large part on his own. And that's what we have to deal with. So we'll keep you posted as things happen. But he's right. Well, I said just last week, I'm like, I really don't think that Russia is going to invade. Times have changed. And now I think, unfortunately, we are going to see an invasion there. And just imagine speculative here for a second. If we did see Russia actually take over all of Ukraine, 
I mean, I it's gone so long in the world to where we haven't seen one nation take over another nation like that with with some type of crazy invasion. I haven't really seen that in my lifetime. I don't know how many people obviously have seen people that maybe were around during World War II sort of thing with them just the Nazis taking over everything. But outside of that, we haven't really seen like just one nation just starting a massive international conflict to take over another nation and just absorb it. And all of a sudden now, oh, you're a Russian. I had I don't know that we've seen that in a long time. What would that look like? Are we recreating the Soviet nation, Soviet Union? I know that's what Vladimir Putin wants, but then yeah, Poland is as Jared mentioned. What would Poland look like? Oh, hey, new neighbor of Russians, what are you going to do to us now? Are you going to start a new World War III and an international conflict by taking more and expanding more because hey, the pipelines are there. Let's take over all the resources. I don't see Vladimir Putin doing that. I think his eyes are specifically targeted on Ukraine, but what a scary thing to speculate. And then, of course, what it's going to do us to uh, do to us here in the United States, where we have Central America that has been heavily funded and heavily orchestrated through the Russians and through the communist ideals, uh, through uh, Cuba and through the Dominican and through all of the little Central American countries, where they all have just crazy communist socialist nations that have been based solely on a structure of what Russia has given them because they wanted that influence of communism in the area. And we have to battle that here on our front. What does that do to trade? What does that do to global currencies? I mean, that's a wild thing to think about. Be prepared. That's all I had to say. I don't want to leave you on a sour note. CPAC is coming up later this week. We're going to be playing a lot of clips from CPAC. Uh, really interesting. We'll talk about it on the program tomorrow. Tulsi Gabbard, the former congresswoman out of Hawaii, the Democrats speaking at the Conservative Political Action Conference. Say what? Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow on the program. Until then, that does it for us today. That's a way to kick off a brand new week, I think. A heck of a show. We appreciate all you listening back at it tomorrow. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.